Welcome to Making of a Diva. I'm your host, Erica Sherrick. The Making of a Diva podcast is about life transition and empowerment. When your life doesn't quite go as planned, my guest and myself talk about how we have dealt with change and adversity. Follow me through life's journey to find the strength and compassion within yourself to find your own diva-dumb. Topics and discussions are from my experience and my guest experiences. This is not therapy, nor is anything discussed the substitute for speaking with a licensed professional. Today, again, mm. we've got we've got Dan Yaris. Mm. Mm. <laughs> because we're on a roll. Mm. So, Dan, what are we talking about? Um, I'm gonna ask you a question. Oh, okay. We can do that too. Let, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's flip it. Um, what does the word bitch mean to you? Bitch. I used to have this answer ready. Mm. And I And then what happened? And then I You got soft. That's what happened. You know there's a magazine called Bitch. (laughs) Interesting. Is it about female dogs? No, it's not. Bitch Magazine is an independent quarterly alternative magazine published in Portland, Oregon. Feminist response to pop culture. Bitch can have so many different meanings. Like if I'm, you know, I acknowledge the fact that I am a bitch. I mean, Mm. I, I am a total, that's when I get the negative version of the diva where mm. I don't want to put up with anything. I'm I'm basically like F you on this and don't care. And this is the way things are going. Mm. But you can also be a bad bitch. Mm. Which it's the positive of the diva where, yeah, I'm all that. I'm working this. I've got the confidence. Hells to the yes. So, I mean, it just depends. Isn't it? Well, it's like isn't it? But isn't it funny how... <clears throat> Your version. Okay, we're going on you. Okay, I'm pointing at you. Okay. He's pointing at me, like directly. <laughs> directly. Bitch can be bad, but if you put bad in it's front of bitch, bitch, it's good. That's good. Yeah. And this is why people have such a hard time learning the English language. Yeah. I mean, it just it just doesn't, none of it makes sense. I'm going to tell you something that I do. Okay. Okay. Something that I do entice me when things get very, very confusing. Okay. In my mind, um, or before me, or around me, is in order to uh, uh, quantify, to qualify the the confusion, is I tell myself I'm an alien from another planet. <laughs> I'm an alien from another planet trying to figure out the situation around me and i do this with politics it really helps clear my head because you know for for whatever reason we live in this this day and age of like you know democrat you know um what's the other one republican (laughs) what's the other one and sometimes it's just like you know what like neither party um has control of whatever the right answer is like can you come up with an answer on your own without having to like turn to a lifeline and so like for me um bitch starts with donna mills do you remember donna mills 
Do you remember Donna Mills? Donna Mills was Abby on Knott's Landing. Yes. And in my development as a queer identifying homosexual cocksucker butt pirate, <laughs> um, you know, I could watch in my mother um, as I was That's a kid. weird. You have to rephrase that because really watching in your mother. Okay. Okay. I have visuals. I was a fetus. Um, um, Were you though? Okay. Let me backtrack here for a second because like, I don't know the years exactly, but I know like Knott's Landing was something like 1984. Yeah. Google it. Look it up. Something like 1984 to like 19, maybe 1979. Holy shit. Yeah. 1979 December 27th 1979 to May 13th 1993 okay now just to you know clarify some of that I do know that to 1993 it probably ended before 1993 but then they would come out with like a Knott's Landing movie of the week or, or no. something like that no this it was is, straight through this is this is straight yeah See, this is the reason why I'm not the expert 344 episodes damn no, okay, so like it, it was funny because like growing up as a kid, this has been very funny. I want to know how Knott's Landing affected you. Yeah. So I do remember like this is when I was living on the Chippewa Indian Reservation up in northern Minnesota. Cass Lake. Cass Lake Bina, right outside of the, you know, Bemidji, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, for sure. Actual, yeah, but what was the actual lake that you lived on? That wasn't. Lydic Lake. Lydic, that's it. Lydic. Lydic Lake. Oh, yes. oh, so many memories on Lydic Lake. So many memories. Um, ooh, ooh. Um, that's the owl. And then the loon is. Wait, is that what a loon sounds like? I don't know. I but forget. I remember, I remember, um, getting um being in the canoe and doing wild rice picking or whatever with the grandparents in your younger self as your younger bitch that's my younger bitch you know what what and i was such a i mean a raging bitch oh girl i mean i really was raging like i i feel like i'm a more mature refined bitch now oh you're a classy bitch now back then i was just raw unadulterated bitch you a raw bitch yeah raw raw bitch um but okay so you know i remember like we lived in a modular home i want to be very specific about this this wasn't a trailer this was, was a, a modular, modular home. home. All right. We were like the upper class of the upper class of the trailer park. Right. Okay. And um, and I remember like uh there was a couple times when like Charlie's Angels came on, and I remember my mom sort of like, maybe I don't want the kids to watch this. And she had to kind of like Well, yeah, that's because Farah had her to Right. But then it only took a but then when my mom found a show that she was into and that show was not slanding, mm. I could just like 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 you know children could be screaming for their life, but it you know, my, my mom would be like, Hold on a second. That's how grandma was with um all my children and um days of our lives. It didn't matter. Like it I did. could I could be dead and it didn't matter <laughs> because yeah. You know, what was his name? Um, whatever. I mean, it just 
Stefano. 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 I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, well my mom was into uh, um, Days of Our Lives as well, but I just specifically remembered with uh, Knott's Landing, like Abby Ewing, who was played by Donna Mills, who had the same name as my mother. Yeah. So it's Donna watching Donna. My mom was transfixed with her. And she had that like raccoon sort of like yeah, mascara yeah, yeah. makeup and yeah. she had that hair and then the the shoulder pads, the 80s shoulder pads, yes. which was just kind of like it's like it was like a it was like a, a, a knight in armor that a, that a woman would wear. Like, you know, like, don't fuck with me. I got these shoulder pads and I would fuck you up with these shoulder pads. And I just remembered like <clears throat> registering in my head as a kid. This is the reason why I know my mom turned me into a homosexual is it like I would look at my mom and then I would look over at the TV at Donna Mills and then I would look at my mom and it's like she was like into it, you know, and and I think like that personification of this of this woman who was basically called a bitch, but she like stood for herself. No, yeah, she did like creepy things. She saw a man that she wanted, even if he was married yeah she would take him but it was like this 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 woman who would just i want it i'm gonna take it it's empowerment i mean and that's empowerment where, i mean that's where the women of the 80s found in in the knots landing in the dynasties and the dallases and falcon crest falcon. Uh, by the way if there's any sound effect here yeah i can't I'm hear pouring that. wine i can't hear it Oh, okay. It well, didn't I, come across. I, you got to switch the little thingy on your. Oh, I got to make it louder. Um, um, but but I mean that's where all these these housewives became empowered. I mean oh. they were like the original, you know. Okay, so I'm going to take this back to one of our earlier conversations, oh, okay. and I'm going to tell you about a fear, a fear I have oh, for the gay community. Okay. I have a fear <clears throat> for the gay community. Because, and, and specifically drag queens, okay. because some of, I don't know who are the grand damn bitches of today that inform the drag queens of tomorrow. And I realized that Donna Mills does, <clears throat> didn't necessarily um, provoke um, drag queens. In fact, I don't know if I've ever seen a drag queen doing a Donna Mills type performance. But if you go back to 1940s films, mm-hmm. 30s, 40s, 50s, and especially people like Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, they helped inform the drag queens of today. I mean, they basically did. And what what gets me is that you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see these, you know, these new films that are coming out that, you know, or new shows and people will be talking about women empowerment, women empowerment. And I just want to roll my eyes sometimes because some of the most powerful performances that I've seen of women on celluloid film images have been these older, what people considered outdated you know, visualizations of women. And these were women that were like at the cusp of women's rights, women's empowerment. And they were like chomping at the, they were chomping at it. 
you know, and and these were also some of the biggest stars of the day. They were the Marvel cinematic universe. And so when I see some of the I mean, I think nowadays it's like the the, the real housewives yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's yeah, yeah. and you know I think but I think now it's who basically know, because, look like drag queens, by the way. I'm just right. Saying. But I it's it's almost like you know, back then it came naturally, or at least it seemed it came a little more natural. Now everybody is trying so hard to, you know, be the TikTok influencer. You know, everybody wants to be an influencer. Nobody wants to actually work. They just want to go on social media and be famous. And mm-hmm. it's it's like that's what they're trying to influence the future. Well, it's something because what we are in so-called modern times. Uh-huh. And I will say that um, there's so much of uh, the visual, which is still like um, asking permission and wanting permission and being uh, subservient to quote unquote, the patriarchy, where you had someone like Betty Davis back in the day, who was just ripping the patriarchy apart. And that helped inform drag queens who were looking for, um, you know, because there's this association with gay men and their favorite female starlets and the female starlets are basically in a world of the patriarchy and they are tearing it apart. And um, they're also oftentimes women who are owning their sexuality and in a space where they're kind of being told that they're not supposed to be owning their sexuality. And it just seems there is an aspect of that today of people like owning their sexuality, but it's still like, I don't know. I still find it as being submissive. I don't, feel like there's a certain amount of it really challenging and really just being a raging bitch and i want more raging bitch i want more raging bitch and that doesn't mean see here's the thing but when you have all these women who are bitches i'm sitting here looking at you know i i just did a empowering women of 2023 and megan markle came up so who came up megan markle (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking. It's not I because mean, I like it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just. I'm just going to say one quick political thing and then we'll move on. I'm saying one quick political thing. Just one. The difference between Republicans and Democrats is Republicans are after power and Democrats are after empowerment. And empowerment is the longer road to power. And that's it. That's, that's, that, that's, just, people can just like sit with that thought and, um, you know, they can find me, corner me, say, explain yourself, and I can explain myself more. But I just want to put that out. Comment there. section, comment section. Comment. <laughs> what do you it. mean by that? Well, well, um, so what's your, I mean, it, you know, we would have this big thing about, girl power and and all this stuff and 
we now have, you know, who runs the world, Jay Z? Who runs the world, Jay Z? <laughs> we've got, you know, She Hulk and the female Thor, and you mm. know, the Marvel universe is now making all these, yeah, females. What? What? I mean, what do you? What do you think of that? Well, um, there's a certain amount of it that I find um, deeply disappointing. And why would I find that deeply disappointing? It's because for some reason, there is this concept that if you're going to write a strong, powerful woman, it means that there is no flaw in any of her decisions or um, she's always right. And, and that's boring. That right. is boring. I mean, you know, when I think about, uh, let's say, uh, um, um, a franchise, which is Batman, mm -hmm. most people don't care who is playing Batman. They want to know who's playing Joker because Joker is more interesting. Yeah. There's more layers to him. Batman is like the, the way that they've kind of like dwindled down. I mean, we're talking about bitches here and Batman is a bitch, but not in the positive. I mean, Batman is just like a bitch. I mean, they've they've totally bitched Batman out. Uh, you know, it's like he's either like the rich guy who is like not happy that he's rich. And then when he's Batman, he, he talks like deeper. So they create these female characters based on their male counterparts. It's not an original character. Yeah, so, but I mean, they can't But the thing is this is here's the difference is that the male characters they still have an Achilles heel. And the Achilles heel is the woman that they would do anything for. Wonder Whereas woman. I'm sorry, but Wonder Woman, she was an original female character then um no yeah i mean no you know, yeah. but like but the way that they write girl. a lot of these female characters is that they cannot even have an achilles heel to men so i'm like well then at least make her a lesbian like make her really want to oh my like, god Zena. oh my god Zena was great Zena. okay sideline just quick sideline story and then people can go in the comments section I told you before about how I met Lucy Lawless, right? No. Maybe you did, but I don't remember. Please tell. I can't tell you everything. All I can tell you, it was a Tony's after party. I was working the after party. She was there. She was going up to the buffet. And I had to scold her for not using the tongs to put food on her plate. I think she was a little drunk. I actually have another answer to that. Anyway, I scolded her and she loved it. <laughs> and she, she loved it. She loved it. She's like, Oh my God. And she, she went over to this guy who I think she introduced to me as her manager or her agent. And she's like, you got to meet this guy. And um, so I meet him. And so anyway, at some other point, um, I'm somewhere else in the party. I was working the party. I, I right. need to make it very clear. I was working the party. Um, and then she um, she started to massage my shoulders. And then, like, I liked it. 
I mean, I liked it, but then I was like so conflicted because like there was a part of me that I'm like, am I am I going to have an erection? But then I was like, no, I don't think I will. But I'm like, I'm so into this moment. And I'm like, if she continues to do this, like the other workers are gonna see that I am having platonic lust. Yeah, but she's um, Xena Warrior Princess. She's Xena Warrior, but I didn't want like the workers to feel like they can go around to any celebrity at the party and then like get them to massage them. So I was like, I have to cut this off at the scrotum. And so um I said, um, Miss Lily Lawless, I am a homosexual. And then she took her hands off my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think we we should have a new podcast. About Dan Yaris, male prostitute. <laughs> Oh God! I the mean, hua. the hua. the hua. It, was, it was one of the most fabulous moments of my life because I loved Xena Warrior Princess. I mean, there were people like gay, straight, whatever, female, non-binary, non-gender conforming that would have loved to have been in that moment that I was. Oh well, yeah, I would have loved to have been in that moment. Oh my God! I mean, and, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, she's she's a fabulous bitch. <laughs> We're bringing it back to bitch. Bringing it back to bitch. Who is, I guess, what is your definition of bitch? You know what? This is going to bring me back to me watching my mom, watching Donna Mills, is that uh, I realized that because I wanted to value what my mom valued and that she was bated breath watching this woman. She became more extraordinary to me. Mm -hmm. And so... So she was like one of the first bitches, um, if you will, who I was like, yeah, this is cool. And I know it's cool because my mom thinks she's cool. And so then when I would come across like uh, a Betty Davis film, because I mean, I didn't learn about Betty Davis until after Knott's Landing. I mean, anything that was black and white, I was like, I don't, I'm not interested in that, you know, when I was a little kid. But then later on, I got a big appreciation for anything that was before me um, in my lifetime. But, you know, I would see some of those same edges in Betty Davis that I would see in Donna Mills. And so, um, yeah. And then when I was in um, high school, college, oh, it was my, my favorite bitch of all, my absolute favorite, which is a Sharon Stone. Oh, God. Oh, and oh, then okay, and then I'll give you another celebrity story. I, I, and I've heard this one, but go ahead. I know, I met you. I know, I know, I know. My God, in fact, I paid. She was at um, it was um, a magazine. I know the name of the name magazine, I won't say because I don't want them to sue me. Um, not like anyone's gonna sue me. Um, and she was getting an award. I saw her name, I, I was a waiter, it was at Lincoln Center. I was a waiter at this event and um, and I saw her name on a table and it wasn't my table. I mean, I knew what table I was supposed to be working in. None of the guests have showed up yet and they have name cards. We have to do a total, you know, food right. service catering podcast at some point. Anyway, um, 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 and I saw her name and then I was like, what waiter is on this table? Um, I found the waiter. His name is Mark. And I was like, Mark. Uh, you have table, whatever it was, uh, table two. And yes, I have table two. I'm like, Mark, I, there's someone at the table I have to serve. I just have to serve them. 
And he's like, who is it? Who is it? And he ran off to the table and he's trying to like name names. And I think by like the second name, he said Sharon Stone. And he saw the look in my face. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, $20. I'll give you $20. I'm going to serve the table. And he's like, no, no, no. You give me $40. I'm like, oh, this mother fricker. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, so I don't know how much I paid him. It was either between 20 or 40. I probably t- paid him 40. I know I didn't pay him 50, but um, um, because I feel like that is an odd number that I wouldn't get to. So anyway, I paid him the money and um, I served the table. And at some point, um, I had recorded all these video, video interviews of hers over the years. I s- probably still have them all on VHS. And, you know, she talked about how she didn't drink uh, caffeinated products because of a, a breast cancer scare. And um, so uh, I was like, I know to bring her decaffeinated tea. And so I serve everyone coffee and I save her for last because, you know, as Vanessa Williams would say, you go and save the best for last. Um, I think Sharon Stone was offended um, that I saved her for last and I went to go serve her. And then, you know, she gave me a look and um, long story short, um, she asked me to bring her real coffee and I had brought her decaffeinated and then she was mad about that. And so then I like got her tea and she wanted real tea anyway she was just like awful to me she was so evil to me but i felt so empowered because i'm like sharon stone if only you had an ice pick i would give it to you and i would ask you to stab me right in the grind i love her i mean i still love her and even though i felt like she was very bitchy um to me um um because you had to be there because she was she was not happy with my service um i paid for that service and i just think she's fabulous everything about her i I mean all of the films that she did diablique um the last dance i love the last dance she was a redhead in the last dance i'm a redhead Um, is this this a little bit of an obsession that you have oh my god i mean it was her and arsenio hall those were my two people was Arsenio Hall and Sharon Stone. They're nothing alike. They're not even the same genre. They're not even the same color. They're not even the same gender. It was those two people from the late eighties, early nineties that were my obsessions. And okay, but you didn't answer my question. Oh, what, was what is your definition of bitch? My definition of a bitch is a is a woman. This, I'm gonna try to do my best Eartha Kit. Is a woman who knows what she wants. I'm not sounding like Eartha Kit. It's a woman who knows what she wants, and she gets what she wants, and she's not necessarily going to make everyone feel pleasant in that pursuit, but she gets it. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, there's some subcategories, oh, you know, yeah. like, you know, you know, person who throws trash out the window. <laughs> you know? I didn't want the trash in my car, so I threw it out of my car. That was Eartha Kit throwing trash out the window of her Volkswagen Beetle. Oh. So do you think, I mean, there's, is there anybody? I don't know. I mean... 
I'm trying to think of anybody in in this century um, or this, you know, in, in our time right now that is a strong woman to look up to. I'm not going to say Meghan Markle, okay? I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm not going to say Meghan Markle either because I'm going to go on a whole big tirade about Meghan Markle and I'm going to get more people to hate me. I, if they, I mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, all I got to say is when I went to Canada, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can Google this, but I feel like I've seen Queen Elizabeth on Canadian money, right? Yeah, because it's a, it's a commonwealth of... of so when someone is like, I didn't know anything about the royal family, you're Canadian and she's on your damn money. Yeah. Is, so this is the wait, so this is the word bitch in the negative. Okay. Now we're doing yes. I mean that's what you know what? You don't say that. I'm gonna say it. I'm putting it on myself. Okay. Yeah. Bitch in the negative. Bitch in the negative. Bitch in the negative is like your contrary. I don't believe you. This is nonsensical. Biatch. Yes. I have yeah. lost friends. Mm. Well, and my God. And we it's, are, it's, it's, it's so stupid. I mean, it's like, why Why is my opinion on the Harry Meghan thing? Why does anybody care what I think about that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think that she is a good role model. I just don't think that... I mean, if you want to be a certain way, then sure, she's a great role model. But I think, you know, without... I'm going to say it, screw it. If you want to be a conniving bitch mm. in the negative, mm. then by all means, well, you go and, and you, you, you worship her. Now, in defense... Right. I'll do some defense. In defense of Miss Markle, um, with all the information we know about the royal family, uh -huh. um, you have to be fucking crazy <laughs> to marry into, into it. That family. So if you well, get in and out without being um uh, uh roadkill on the side of the road i'm so sorry diana that i just did that but if you want to get in and out like i i can I, I can i can be like okay she got out but i'm not going to buy any part of the narrative of i didn't know and my I, only problem my only problem what's your only problem there's one my, problem i have one problem that's it i mean there's 99 problems but what's your one problem <laughs> my one is if they had just, you know, if they just left the royal family, fantastic, good on them. You know, mm. move, then get rid of the titles because if yeah, you don't want right, if you don't want to be part of the royal family, then mm. you need to give up everything that comes mm. with being part of the royal family. And that means your damn titles. And mm. this, I don't want my kids to have a title and now we've got a new prince and princess because she wanted it. So, mm. you know, if they had just gone and stayed in the, you know, lived their life and not had been all over the place and started spewing all this stuff, I would have been like, 
great. Good for them. You know, she was, she's good for him. He's good for her. They're living their best life. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. But she did not. They did not. And I didn't read the book and I haven't watched the interviews. I haven't done any of that because I don't want part of it. You read the book. Um, I read, um, segments of the book. Oh, okay. Well, I read segments of his book. That's what I'm talking. That's what I mean. His book, yeah. The ginger, because you know, ginger to ginger. Right, right. You know, in fact, I all I have to do as a ginger, all I have to do is place my hand on the book, and then it's like, I I immediately gather all the information. Yeah. And if I was able to look him in the eye in person, I would be able to gather all the information because gingers, we can speak to each other that way. But I think the part of the issue is and i'm going to call you out i'm going to call you out Erica. okay I'm going to call you out is that i think um there's a part of yourself that would like to think that these royal people that um there's something about them in terms of carrying on the um the culture and the you know, the legacy that you have a certain amount of respect for. You're just going to give the respect. And anyone who marries into it, I think your thinking is, then they should respect some of this legacy. But I'm going to say that they might all actually be trailer trash. Like, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> like, all, like, like, you've given them a little too much you know and um because yeah i mean it's uh um, i I don't know i just i i i you know my my obsession with the royal family i know i mean i love the queen (laughs) but i don't think she's all that innocent she's not that innocent (laughs) exactly I tried to have a realistic. I don't put them on a pedestal. Mm. I, I. But they're already on a pedestal. Like, I know. I know. Yeah. Mm. And it's made of gold. It's gold. And Shirley Bassey sings it. It's made of gold. Gold finger. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, takeaways, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Bitch. Um. It's a divisive word. It's a word that signifies how we view um, the world. And um, depending on how you say it, it's either a compliment or you've just been read for filth. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. And and now you know everything about bitches and divas and next week hoes. <laughs> next week hoes. All right. Thanks for listening. Again, if you have to, if you need to, um, you know, want to comment on anything, comments down below. Find me on social media. Find Dan on social media. But don't um, find me in person. But don't find him on person. Talk to you next week. Bye.